You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of the podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon. And today we're going to be talking about how to rest in the hustle bustle of the busyness of life, especially since it is June and that means that things are getting a little bit crazier. I'm sure that if the kids are out of school, if you have kids, they're all off to parties and camp and games and you're entertaining them, but you're also trying to entertain yourself and go to barbecues and all the holidays. And if you're running a business, I think around June is generally a pretty busy time when you've got lots of different opportunities popping up and you really got to start to be careful about your emotional health. So that's really, really important. And today I want to talk a little bit about that. And first, the review of the week. Let's go ahead and dive into that. That comes from LKP09. And they say, lovely with five stars. Always lovely, authentic insight. Maddie's podcast has been incredibly helpful to me in maintaining my positive outlook and attitude and in striving to be better, show myself a little more grace and live from a place of gratitude. Thank you, Maddie. You are so welcome, LKP09. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And thank you also for leaving a review on it. That means everything to me. So grateful for each one of you who leave a review. Helps my show a lot, helps me a lot, Let me lets me know and connect with you guys, so thank you. I also want to give a warm shout out to the show's sponsor, Four Sigmatic, who makes my favorite mixed drinks packets, mixed drink packets. So I love them so much because they make these mushroom, these medicinal mushroom packets, because medicinal mushrooms have so many different properties everywhere from having really good energy and mental clarity and stamina and even sex drive and having a healthy body, your cells, does so many amazing things for you. But it's never really been a convenient thing to eat. I mean, no one really wants to just go forage in the in the forest for mushrooms and just hope that they're safe and they're healthy and they're not poisonous mushrooms. But Taro Isocopula created Four Sigmatic because he is a mushroom forager and loves his lifestyle doing that. And he decided to create a company where he pretty much made these condensed packets of mushroom medicinal mushroom mixes for people like myself who would like to have mushrooms from the comfort of my home so that I can have all these beautiful benefits my favorite right now I've mentioned this a few times my favorite that they make is the hot cacao mix it's so good it's so warm it's just like a hug in a cup and if you want to try that out you can get it for 10% off on their website the link to four sigmatic is on the show notes for this episode 158 and you can use the code MADDIE, M-A-D-D-Y, all lower caps, to get 10% off. And I highly recommend that you use that. Also, that helps support the show. Do let me know if you have any questions at all about that. And now we're going to move on to the other announcements that I have. 
The other thing I want to say is that we are getting really close to the We Journey trip that I am putting on with Journey 333 to Mexico City. If you want to come with me and refurbish a primary school, do yoga, meditation, eat healthy food from August 3rd to the 8th, then hop on a plane and let's make it happen. Everything is taken care of for you from the minute you put down your deposit. So rest assured, if you're new to traveling and you're like, oh no, I'm kind of nervous, this is the best kind of trip to start out your wonderlusting adventure with. So if you're interested in this, please reach out to me and let me know if you have any questions at all or reach out to Journey directly. I will have the link to join us on this trip on the show notes for this episode and you're more than welcome to email me if you have any questions, but I would love, love, love to have you there. This is going to be such an incredible experience. We'll be workshopping about vulnerability and about making your own impact in this world, and there's going to be game changers from around the world coming to this trip. So if you want to make new friends, dive into community, and see parts of the world, then this could be the trip for you. Okie dokie, that's all the announcements I have for today. So let's go on and talk about busy and burnt out, how to rest in the hustle bustle. So talking a little bit about my life recently, I have been really, I don't know what the, I've been a little bit emotionally drained because there has been so much going on in my business. And as many of you probably know, my business is all about emotions. And so I'm talking about emotions all day long. I'm coaching people through emotions all day long. And then I have my own emotions going on. And then I'm looking for ways to branch out and play bigger in life. I just did a graduation speech in Minneapolis where I got up in front of hundreds of people and said a speech. And that was the first time I've ever done something like that. And it was huge for me. And it took months of preparing and months of stress and nerves and being anxious and excited and trying to just get myself ready to face my fears and I did it and it was totally fine I did mess up at the beginning but that didn't stop me it was almost as if once I messed up I was like oh I messed up I did the worst thing that could happen now let's get on with the show and let's focus on this so around this time of the year I find that a lot of people just get really thrown into the hustle bustle whether it's you're making your own business and you're really quote hitting it hard And it's just following the seasons of life, right? Everything is blooming right now. You're eating a certain way that might give you more energy. Instead of just warming, uh, cozy foods that make you want to snuggle up and sleep, you're probably eating high-energy, vibrant foods. And you're going out with your friends to get coffee and lunch. And you're listening to podcasts, going for a walk. And then you go home and then you read some of your new self-personal growth book. And you go to work. And you've got this friend reaching out for help and advice. And you've got your kid tugging at your dress, trying to go to the bathroom, and you got all these things going on. And sometimes it's difficult to know what is fun and really fueling you up and what might be bringing you down, even if it's, quote, something that's fun. Like one day, a a dinner with a friend could be exactly the thing that you both need. But another day, a dinner with a friend, even though it seems like something fun, could be something that would be entirely draining and you would be better served by being home alone, putting on Netflix and drinking some tea, right? So in my own life, I've had to be very decisive, even when it comes to hanging out with friends and doing fun things. I talk about this a bit. Use the sacred no. Being able to say no and be confident in saying no and not running yourself out, not running yourself dry. But I will say I struggle with this too because I get excited and I start to think that, you know, this is the this season to be busy and it's so fun and I want to do all the different things but before I know it I'm 
going to hang out with friends and I'm showing up as 50% Maddie, not 100% Maddie. Or I say no to something and I start feeling guilty for it. And that makes me feel a little weird here I am telling you guys to be able to say no, be assertive in your no, and don't feel guilty about it. But then I turn around and I can do that. So I have to catch myself when I get in those moments and really remember it's not about doing doing some kind of assignment to, to honor myself. It's, it's about remembering. Okay, It's about remembering the motive behind using the sacred no. Remembering what's the point. It's to rest. It's to chill out. It's to recover, to feel good, to be with yourself. So maybe even it helps to pick one night where you know every week for this month or even you just go through your calendar and look at which nights you would like to pick are just you nights, okay, or me dates, going and taking yourself on a me date. So I'll talk a little bit about this. I want to dive into some examples of my clients that are just great examples I'm sure you can relate with. So... I worked for a while with a wonderful woman who was a lawyer. She is a lawyer. And she had very masculine energy being a lawyer, doing everything herself, not taking off days, not being filled with color, especially not in her outfits, right? And you go into a lawyer's office mostly, it's like probably black and navy, right? Very straightforward, very work-driven, and that goes back to the childhood, being rooted in childhood, very much so that she was the daughter that worked really hard. She was the daughter that, in a way, <clears throat> she internalized the way she was as work hard to, to receive love. Now, of course, her parents didn't really purposely do that. They didn't purposely want to feel like, like she had to earn their love with her work, but she internalized a lot of messages they gave to her like that. Work hard, receive love. And when you become adult, you don't just automatically let go of all that stuff. Oh, this isn't ring true to me. I'm going to let it go. You have to work hard on that, but first you have to have awareness around it. So I don't think for a while she had too much awareness around the fact that she really was always being forced within herself to work harder, subconsciously trying to prove her worth. I think on some level she understood this, but it was deeply, deeply rooted to where if there was a pile of work to do, she would still just stay in the office to work extra, extra hard to get it all done so she didn't have to hand it over to someone else because she didn't trust anyone else. So here's a great example. If this is you and you're busy and burnt out and you want to rest in the hustle bustle, here's what you can do. You can start making it mandatory to have at least minimum one full day off of work. One full day off of work every week. A Saturday. A Sunday. Preferably Saturday and Sunday. Give yourself time off. I created my own business because I can't do the stress and the hours of a typical 9 to 5 job. I probably end up working that many hours, if not more, but it feels very fluid and flowy and I do it when I want. So we, as human beings, we are not made to work as much as we do work. We are not made that way. We're made to be out in the sun, finding food, creating shelter, having sex, being with our loved ones, playing with kids. This whole sit in a cubicle from 9 to or 8 to 7 o'clock and then go home and do more work and watch TV and go to bed, 
and sit all day long, that's not how we're made. Now, if that's your life, that's okay. Don't feel guilty for it. But I'm just trying to give you some perspective that if you're feeling burnt out and tired and you're looking at your lifestyle and saying, well, everyone else can work 50 hours a week. Why can't I? I should be able to do this. I shouldn't have to take a day off. Yes, you should take a day off. You should take a weekend off. You should have boundaries around that because you are not made to be a working machine, a workaholic. Our society says you are with all the suits and business meetings and chairs and me and all this stuff. You might begin to think that it, something's wrong with you if you need to take rest. No, it means you're human. It means you're tapping into your primal instincts of needing rest. I typically take the whole winter to, to, re, to retreat and rest. I try to not plan anything like um, planning to host a retreat in December or planning to do much traveling in December or even November because I want to use those months to just maintain the business I have, maintain it by continuing to podcast and continuing to coach. But I don't go after a whole bunch of new ventures like going to speak and, and yeah, traveling to do high school speeches or doing going to Mexico City. Like I don't plan to do those things in the winter. That's when I hibernate and rest. And that's me. And uh, many of you have these long hour jobs and you don't get to do that. And that's unfortunate, but you can still make the most of it by taking rest, taking off days, using your vacation days, having boundaries and not staying late to work an extra shift for another person that asked you. I know you want to be a, a kind friend, a good friend, but maybe you shouldn't take that extra shift. Maybe the money isn't worth it. Maybe the sleep is going to be a bigger investment, a bigger ROI, okay? And don't feel guilty for doing that. Remember, definitely don't feel guilty for taking these tiny moments to yourself of rest. I take an entire season to rest. And I don't feel guilty for that or feel crazy. It's taken a while to get to that place because I first did feel very confused, almost like I was having an identity crisis if I wasn't working hard. But I had to face that music and then overcome that. And now I look forward to the hibernation that I experienced. And I want you to learn how to find ways to hibernate now, even in the spring and the summer when there's high energy so that you don't feel as burnt out in the winter as you may or as you're used to. So the lawyer that I worked with, one of the things I had her do was making it mandatory to have one day off a week, trusting others with more assignments, giving over work and trusting them and knowing that everything will be okay. Even if they mess up in some way, it can be fixed. It will be fixed. And so by the end of our time together, she was trusting people more, having a bit more balance, planning for trips in the future, which is awesome. That's another thing I highly recommend is always have something to look forward to in the future, some kind of trip. She was wearing sexy lingerie underneath her lawyer outfits so that she, she could still feed that feminine self, that self to dress up, that desire to dress up and wear colors. She ended up having pink in her office, using curly, fun fonts instead of just the bland, dull ones. So she stepped into her femininity, which also meant step, stepping into her softness, step, stepping into her ability to trust. So another example of someone that I just met recently, wonderful, wonderful woman that I have just had the best conversation with, a Really just loved meeting her. But we had a great conversation because she has her own business. She works very hard. Now, here's how she has been getting busy and burnt out in the hustle and bustle. So first we talked about the lawyer who didn't have the trust, and she really stepped into giving over more 
work to other people and trusting they'll get the job done. Now, with my other friend, she was raised in a religion, a Catholic religion, where charging um, was not – charging for your own services was not great, whereas doing everything for free was – smiled upon so in in her religion being catholic it was really all about being a selfless giver a selfless servant and so she dealt with a lot of guilt for charging people for her knowledge and for her services and so what ended up happening is she had to do a lot more work for even less pay and so she was busy and burnt out and had no time no no no, not much value of who she is as a person to give to the people that actually matter, the ones she loves, her family, her friends. So she was doing more, doing more, doing more, charging, undercharging, making less money, and feeling burnt out, looking, how, how, what are other ways I can make money? What are other ways I can make money? Whereas for her, the answer is quite simple. Charge more, do less. Don't do 50 different things to make a dollar for each. Do three different things and triple the amount of money that you're currently charging. Actually charge the amount that it's worth. Don't just hike up the price for hiking up the price's sake. Deliver, right? And she was delivering. She makes incredibly beautiful jewelry. So for her, it's about charging for her jewelry the, the price that it's worth, making these handcrafted pieces in her big studio that she has to pay for and she has two kids she has a lot of people that matter in her life that she needs to take care of. And if she's working double hard, making half as much, and her mind is always elsewhere thinking about how can I make more money, how can I make more money and provide for my family, then whenever she's finally with her family, she's not going to be able to show up as herself, as her caring, loving, soulful self because her mind will be elsewhere. So that is another great way to avoid being so overly busy and burnt out. Stop doing so much. Start doing less, but charging what it's really worth. Face your money fears, your money issues. Dive deeper into why you have this relationship with money. And so for her, it's very pinpointed. It was religion. Her religion taught her do things for free because that's what a good person does. But that's not how you're the best version of yourself for the people that matter in your life. Money is not good or bad. Money just is money. But if it's going to afford, if it's going to be able to provide for you stability, comfort, peace of mind, and security for your family, money is certainly helpful and good in that case. And so for her, being able to just charge what her beautiful jewelry and her courses and classes are worth, then she won't be thinking about money outside of that. She'll be moving on. She'll be with her family when she's with them. So that saves mental energy and mental time. Now, my last example is one of my other clients who I've been working now with for two years. She was raised to think that being feminine and girly was weak. And so she ended up going into the army at a young age. She didn't really ever wear any pink. She always thought she needed to be tough and strong. She clung to CrossFit and being go, 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 go. Didn't ever want to have a day off to herself, wanted to be able to work and be a mom and make money and go to these meetings and do all these millions of things. And the minute these things became overwhelming, she would turn to going to her garage and lifting weights super fast, doing some kind of CrossFit thing out of out of frustration and pain, not out of self-love, but out of I am going through crap and I deserve this crap. So let me just add more crap on and feeling like if she just toughened it up and did CrossFit, 
which is super tough, she would get through feeling weak and girly. And so for her, it was really about undoing these beliefs she had around, around being feminine, letting go of the CrossFit, letting go of the rigid food rules and allowing herself to be taken care of to challenge herself whenever she did something that she felt weak about maybe she cried and instead of feeling like oh I'm being so girly I'm being weak saying I'm crying this is a pure emotion it needs to be released and so she just got pregnant with her fourth child and she's putting on baby weight and of course the old her would be like ah, I can only put on this much amount of weight because this is the standard pregnancy weight. And if I go over, then this and this and this, and I need to be in control of my food and blah, blah, blah. This pregnancy has been so beautiful for her because she's done so much work over the past couple of years to really step into her softness, step into her mothering nature because she's an incredible mother. And if she has limiting beliefs about what it, what it means to be feminine, that means there's also limiting beliefs or limitations on being a mother, because being a mother is feminine. It is softness. It is nurturing. So when she could finally start to accept the nurturing she wanted to give herself, she could give it to her kids even more. So for her, this busy and burnt out thing, what she really had to learn to do was take off as much stress as possible from her life, especially being pregnant. Take off the stress of feeling like you need to only gain a certain amount of weight, gone. Take off the stress of feeling you even have to work out whenever you're pregnant. Take that away. Strip that away. Gone. Now, focus on what brings you joy. Because what, what brings you joy is going to put joy into your, your unborn baby. Your unborn baby develops those feelings inside of the womb. It's receiving the energy you're putting out. So take off the stress. Even if you, she has three other kids that she's taking care of, but strip all of the stressful things from your life that you can step into the femininity and the softness and so now she does wear pink and she does step into her softness and she does allow herself to cry and not feel bad about it and she's also assertive she speaks her mind she's not worried to her wits end of what people are going to think about her the goal here with this whole podcast that I want you to, to get to think about is to strip away the unnecessary stress and struggles you're dealing with, the guilt and shame about saying no to going to a party, let go of that shit. You don't need that. Say no, move on, right? Speak your mind, move on. Honor your body's needs and your desires and move on. So here are, I have like 10 things written out. I'm just going to go through these to wrap up this podcast. So first, number one, understand rest is not indulgent. You resting is not a treat, Okay. It's not a treat. You doing good things for yourself is not a treat. It's just like a doctor, a doctor's appointment. You're taking care of yourself. So important to take care of yourself. It's not indulgent. So get rid of the idea that you are being either lazy or um, some kind of princess because you need time to yourself. Not true. Everyone needs time to yourself. Number two, understand your highest value is when you are highly taken care of. You're showing up for your family members 100% you whenever you are rested, right? That is the ultimate goal. If you're, if you're like my friend that I was mentioning earlier, if you're working, 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 working extra hard, making half the amount of money, then going home at night and being with your family, but you're not really there, you're not at your highest value because you're not being highly taken care of. They want your highest value. They want your humor. They want your sweetness. They want your goofiness. And if you're run out and you're exhausted, you're not going to be goofy and fun to be around. So this kind of goes with number three. It's selfish 
to, to, to deprive others from fully rested version of you. It's selfish. A lot of people think it's selfish to rest, to go get a massage, to take time for yourself. But that's not selfish. That's selfless. Because then when you feel rested, you show up for, you, you show up for your family and your friends at your highest value. That's truly giving. So four. And also that is saying, that's saying to them, you matter. That's saying to your kids and your, your wife, your husband, you matter so much that I'm going to say no to all this other crap that's unnecessary in my life because you matter. And I want you and me to have a good night together, present. Number four, do one thing really well instead of a ton of things kind of well. Get really good at something. Focus a lot of your attention and energy on something. Even This is a really big example, but even if it's like, I understand a lot of you need to have a lot of different hats. Many of you are probably full-time mommies and full-time workers. You're juggling. But let's say you don't have to do that, and you can be a full-time mommy, but your guilt and shame around not working is holding you back. Maybe you need to try that for a while. Maybe you need to try just being a stay-at-home mom and forgetting what the next-door neighbors say about stay-at-home moms. Forget that. That's crap. That's bull hunky. Or maybe you have to work and you're also a mom. So there are things you can do to work around this. Maybe you just have more boundaries at work so you're not doing all of the extra stuff because you've got a kid that you've you got to go home to, right? Maybe you can work a little bit less. Or maybe you still work the same amount, but you make sure and you're very intentional that when you go home, you are home. You are present. You are home. Number five is outsourcing. This one's one of my favorites. So outsourcing if you have a business, so getting a virtual assistant, having someone else help you out with work, take care of your emails, your inbox, giving over responsibilities. But say you don't have your own business, so this could come down to having a person come once every two weeks to do a deep clean in your apartment or your house. 70 bucks maybe 50 bucks that is a good spend of money that is a good value that's time that's back in your life because you don't have to clean the house and you get a really nice clean house and if you're someone like me you really really enjoy those things you really like having a clean house it gives you space for a clean mind minimalist house minimalist mind maybe you need more time to yourself and you're like madeline i would love to rest but i've got kids okay get a babysitter to come over for two hours, twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday from five to seven, what, whatever it may be. So you know you always have those two hours to yourself to go get dinner by yourself, go to the bookstore, go get a car wash, get a massage, just go see a friend and get dinner, like get a babysitter once or twice a week. Or maybe outsource, get a, a grocery shopping service or have your meals already made for you. How can you lower your stress by using the tool of money? Yes, it will take money, but it's a good trade-off. Money is energy. I will give money away for something I'm getting back that will give me more, less. I should say, less stress, that will take away my stress. If I'm super stressed about cleaning my apartment and also making food and also working and also doing that, I outsource. I will have someone cook for me. Not really. I don't really do that. But I will do a grocery shopping service so I don't have to go get my groceries. Or I will have a, someone watch my dog for a day. I'll take my dog across the street to the Bauhaus, which is an adorable little doggy play zone if I want him to get some energy out. If I had kids, I would plan to have a babysitter once a week so that I knew I would have my own time to myself. Number six, another easy thing you could do is naps. Napping, 20-minute naps. They don't have to be an hour. Set an alarm, 20-minute naps. Seven, 
wake up earlier for me time. I can't even imagine just waking up and going straight to work, not having any time to myself. Wake up and create your own morning routine. Don't just do whatever you hear I do or the other podcast people do. You don't, if gratitude lists and lemon water and meditation or sun salutations don't work for you, don't do them. If you would rather go up and then jump on your rebounder for a bit while you're watching Good Morning America, cool. There's no hierarchy of self-care morning routines. Do what makes you feel good. Do what brings you joy. Even if, if you've never even heard about it before and you feel weird because no other podcasting self-care gurus are talking about it, do it anyways. Do what makes you feel good. But wake up earlier so you have this me time. Number eight, do things you enjoy more. Like my friend, my, my client who was doing CrossFit and measuring her food out of basically um, self-loathing, you know, trying to control what she could control even though it felt bad, she turned away from those things and she started doing things that felt good, going out to eat more and getting food that she really liked, leaving CrossFit for good. She doesn't do any of that anymore. Just taking walks or going for runs if she really enjoys that. So let go of the habits and routines and schedules and things that don't feel good in your body and you do them out of a need for control and go move towards the things that you do like. And if you don't know what you like, test things out. Test things out. Go do something fun. Go do a silks yoga class or do a acro yoga class or a painting class or a fencing class. Number nine is branch out. So that, that goes with this one. Branch out, like start having conversations with people at coffee shops, smile to people, do something kind for another person. Let them in in front of you at the coffee shop or better yet, buy their coffee. Do something good for another person today. This will help you so much too. I think there's nothing that compares to random acts of kindness for brightening your own day. Last but not least, say no. Use the sacred no. People will understand and if they don't, that's probably, if, if people really get mad at you and because you say no, it's normally because they have their own limiting beliefs about saying no. So you, by you saying no and taking time to yourself, you're challenging what they think about saying no and turning down opportunities. So you've got to stick to it. You've got to stick to your no, regardless of what other people do or say, you're doing it for you and that's all that matters. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you want to know more about being busy and burnt out, you can comment on the show notes for this, episode 158. If you have any other ideas for solo episodes you'd like me to cover, please let me know. I am always open to suggestions. I might keep making these around this amount of time. I make, might make them a little bit shorter because it is a lot of planning that goes into these solo episodes, but I love to do them, especially if I have a passion about, a, I have a topic I am passionate about. So I hope you enjoy this. Please let me know, how are you going to rest in the hustle and bustle? Comment on my Instagram photo. I have an Instagram photo that goes up every single Wednesday for each podcast episode. And I would love to know, how are you going to rest? How are you going to use your sacred note and have me time, me dates, the rest of this busy season? Thanks so much, guys. Stay tuned for another episode next week. I think you're going to love it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.